Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> that was so rude. What? You saw me trying to do a stupid little bit, and then you were like, uh, "Hey, man!" Right in the middle of it, so it has to be on camera. Yeah. Yeah, it was rude. Hey, hey man. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Frederick Russell Burnham? Yeah. Didn't he write the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's got three names like that. <laughs> It's just the assumption is like, oh, they wrote yeah. some anthem. No, nah, I'm just kidding. That was F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, who wrote it though? Francis Scott Key. Mm-hmm. John Stafford Smith. B flat major. Okay. <laughs> no, so, uh, Frederick Scott. No, Frederick Russell. <laughs> Frederick Bur- Scott. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> You know who F. Scott Fitzgerald is, whatever. Yeah, I know what F. Scott Fitzgerald is. The F stands for Fitzgerald. (laughs) Fitzgerald Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. (laughs) This is my son. (laughs) Fitzgerald Mitch. Fitzgerald Scott Fitzgerald. Gerald. Gerald. (laughs) We use Gerald instead of Junior. Fitzgerald Gerald. He says, what if we went and we got a bunch of hippos and we brought them to US, started farming hippos in Louisiana? Whoa, okay. <laughs> That's family. why I run my apartment complex. I'm always digging. So he's like what like the John Wayne character is, is based off of. It's a thrill seeker thing. Like there wasn't skydiving yet. Like if you yeah. were a thrill person, you had to go try to get shot at. <laughs> Things I learned last night. All right, who are we talking about? Uh, uh, Frederick Russell Burnham. Uh, I don't know what we can call him. Burnham, Fred. We'll call him Fred. Fred. Frederick Russell Burnham. Burnham. Frederick Russell Burnham. So Freddie, uh, he is famous for a lot of things. He's kind of your uh, your penultimate. Uh, you love this word. You've used that four times this week. <laughs> what else have I used? The penultimate. See, give me another situation where I've used uh, you it. texted it to me <laughs> in something, and I remember reading it and being like, "I guarantee you didn't know how to spell that." That you just went for it and trusted the Siri <laughs> was going to fill it in. No, I know how to spell. It. But spell what is what it's is ultimate with pen in the beginning? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why are you using it so much? Um, I don't know. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let me make sure I. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know what it means. I totally did not know what it means. <laughs> That's what I was like. You've used it four times and you've used it incorrectly. I totally thought it meant like supreme. No, uh, penultimate's like the, the, isn't it like the second to last or close yeah, to the second yeah. to last? Yeah. It really yeah. means second to last. <laughs> yeah. And you're over here like, he's kind of the penultimate. <laughs> he's kind of the second to last. <laughs> so is the next episode the ultimate? <laughs> the next episode is the, the but ultimate is not last. I don't understand why penultimate is second to last. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me look up ultimate real quick and make sure I've been using that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, actually ultimate is final end. Last, yeah, yes. final, the fundamental factor principle. Yeah, the rest of us know English, yeah, yeah, yeah. except for you and Alex, apparently. Yeah, let's put a poll out in the Patreon and see how many people knew what ultimate meant. I'm actually, you know, I'm dropping that in the Pen Discord ultimate. right now. Okay. So without googling it, yeah, you just you. I don't know what did somebody did you hear the word? Uh, I'll tell you how I how I know that actually. Yeah, how, no, how did penultimate in, end up in your vernacular because you've used it like four times? Uh, it's a week. revival. I brought it back. Um, so this was a what? part of my this was a part of my vocabulary from You're high trying school. Trying to reclaim the word you <laughs> used it in high school. I used it in high school, and the I I know why incorrectly. I, then I know why I'm wrong about this because I know where I got it. I got it from I played this game Tropico, which was a city builder on like a Caribbean island. Um, <laughs> And it was like it's just so specific. <laughs> Pacific, I guess. <laughs> and it was like, uh, honestly, like uh, in retrospect, probably not great. Um, the game. Yeah, I don't know. Hold on, I'm going to show you this. It's like you played as like the dictator on this island, um, <laughs> building your city, and it was like, I mean, you were. <laughs>
is a city building game, dude. It was. I don't it was. Bro, you're playing Fidel Castro. Yeah, you're playing as Fidel Castro. You're going in. You're. What do they have? Private jets? You're gonna fly to do some meetings in Southern California <laughs> with your. That what are you talking about? Was a thing that you could do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, and so uh, what is it? A thing where you just got ga- some gameplay footage. So there's all your yeah. your giant house in the middle of all the little sure. tenements everywhere, and then you run some elections. <clears throat> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so see, you're building the yacht and you club can on the choose left. What percent you want to win by? Is yeah, this just like actually. hyper corrupt Sim City? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 super yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, there was okay. The game was actually called I Corrupta. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a, uh, there was, um, there was this thing, and I can't remember. I, what it was. If you're audio listener, you have to look up the <laughs> the, the cover, cover art, art. for uh, <laughs> Tropico. It is just Tropic O, because it is very clearly not a city planning game. Um, but uh, one of the things that I talked about there in it, or one of the things in it, was like you got an achievement or something like that. And it was like penultimate dictator. And I thought that meant like supreme dictator. And I was like, oh, I'm so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then I started using it because um, I was a great dictator, but apparently I was second to last. So yeah, this is not a city planning game. This is a country destroying game. Yeah, it was kind of great. Like you could you could do some you could fix the elections. You could <laughs> uh, I mean off anybody that you needed to to get political power. Like there was all sorts of I don't know drug running. Uh, <laughs> it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent my time and this is probably why we turned out different <laughs> is that I spent my time playing school tycoon, <laughs> you know, where I was the principal of a very advanced and expensive school and you spent your time pretending to be a dictator. Yeah, but the well, the thing about I played that game too. We just played it differently <laughs> because in mine, I I started yeah. a drug ring. Sure, 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 sure. Did you know in school tycoon you could start a cult though? That was something you could do. That's, that's hilarious. Okay, so, so that's where I got penultimate from. So, so Frederick Russell Frederick, he is not the penultimate. He is the uh, ultimate. Uh, ultimate, but ultimate means last. Apparently, he is the superior. The he is, yeah, he's he's think about um what uh, uh the Amer- the average American citizen thought was. Manly until like ten years ago, um, he's that guy, <laughs> you know. Like a okay, <laughs> like what a rough you... and tough. Here's a picture of him. Uh, th- this will help you. Okay, out. so like a Teddy Roosevelt kind of character. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't see. That there's a, a signature at the bottom. Yours of this. faithfully, Frederick R. Burnham. Burnham. Yeah, interesting. So I mean, it's a black and white photo. It looks like you know when you go to uh, one of those photo places and they give you a fake mustache. Yeah, (laughs) one of those fake mustaches and let you do the whole. Now this guy was saloon. uh, Born in 1861. Okay. Um, and he he, looks very Silver City to me. He, yeah, I mean, he probably is a character in Silver City, honestly. Oh, Uh, he was. We might go look him up. Born in Minnesota, uh, in the Sioux Indian Territory, and he made friends with the scouts in the tribe. Yeah. And so he learned a lot about scouting um, <laughs> and got very good at it. Uh, so much so that in his youth, by the age of 14, um, he became uh, a distinguished. I, I don't know if distinguished is a good. Is this the guy that formed the, the Boy Scouts? Uh, close. Girl Scouts. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's it's close. It's close. Um, he ended up uh, at 14 uh, serving in the Apache Wars. Oh, um, and so he was enlisted by the U.S. and did scouting for them. And uh, the war went uh, well for him. Uh, and so he. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Who did it not go well for? I mean, everyone else. Everyone, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He had a good time though. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he really enjoyed it so much so that he moved to Arizona. Because he heard more. <clears throat> well, he moved to Arizona <laughs> because he heard that there was these two families uh, that were engaged in a little spat. Yeah, it was the. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> it was the Tewksbury and Graham feud um, okay. in uh, in Arizona, Pleasant Valley, Arizona, that actually erupted in the Pleasant Valley War, uh, and so it was these two rancher families, and it was your your old West combat situation, right? Yeah. Where they're just getting in shoots out shootouts. 
Do you think they did that? They had to. Yeah, because they didn't have the drummers. That's the they didn't have the money combat. to have the drummers. So they're like, well, I can just whistle. Yeah, we don't have a bugle player. We'll just whistle. <laughs> Tewksbury's. <clears throat> this saloon doesn't like us. <laughs> they don't like they us. They don't like us. Shoot up. Uh, so <laughs> it interrupted in this big war with shootouts and all this stuff. Uh, and uh, so he rides in. He's like, oh, war. Cool. So he's like what like a John Wayne character is, is based off of. Honestly, he uh, John Wayne very well could have been based off of him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he he's like, oh, war! I'm going to go be a part of that. And so he joins. He actually joined the losing side. So he joined the wrong side of this war on purpose. No, <laughs> <laughs> who's winning? All right. I want that team. <laughs> yeah, I just love the underdogs. Yeah, yeah. I'm penultimate. OK, uh, so, <laughs> so he joins the losing side of the war uh, and he actually uh, uh, was involved in it for uh, a while, uh, but then he dipped out to go to this Kansan combat thing just in time to where his entire side of the army got wiped out. Oh, and so he he was like, you guys <coughs> probably got it from here. Yeah, he's like, how do you guys feel? Do you feel good? And they you, were like, like, can you close without me? Yeah, uh, we, can, we can we can do it. All right. He's like, all right, you guys got to hold down and then he just dips out and they get wiped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. rough um, and so he actually um, went to because of that he narrowly missed the gunfight at the okay corral, which I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't think was a real thing. I thought that the was okay just corral. Like, yeah, I thought that yeah, it's uh, it's golden corrals like a uh, little child restaurant. It's their mall version. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Julius Caesar for, or Julius Caesar was <laughs> the orange Julius for Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen has orange Julius in the mall. <laughs> And yeah, Golden Corral has the yeah uh, the OK Corral. Yeah, and the United States has Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I messed that up. Whatever. No, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, the OK Corral, the gunfight at the OK Corral. I thought was a SpongeBob joke, um, but apparently that's a real thing. Do you say a, that in SpongeBob? I don't know. I just assumed <laughs> I've heard this phrase before, and I just assumed that it was. The, okay. I was like, that sounds like a SpongeBob. That's joke. a SpongeBob joke. Okay. <laughs> so he nearly misses this, right? Sure. Having this crazy just fighting wars. Then all of a sudden the wars in America dry up. Uh, the the Western expansion ended. And so the government stopped giving away land for super cheap and things got boring because there was no war. And so this guy said, <laughs> this guy said, what this sucks? This what said, gives? What? No war. <laughs> and so he sold everything he owned and took his wife and kids He's married now, by the way. Okay. Uh, took his wife and kids to South Africa, where the British were at war, and was just like, "Hey, I hear you, there's war here. Can I be a part of it?" And the British were like, "Uh, sure. I guess. Uh, yeah, if you really want to, you can." And so yeah. <clears throat> he became a British scout. You got to leave them here, though. His wife and kids. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was hoping. I was going to just going to get yeah." What do you do on the weekends to kind of escape the the grind of life? Oh, I golf. Yeah. What do you do on the weekends? I search for war. I search for war torn countries that I can go choose the losing side, and then I dip out at the end. Yeah, who's winning? <laughs> which one, which side's doing better? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I love the I love that you're winning. That's really good. Yeah, That's good really good. You. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go fight with these guys. Cool. Oh, you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Stabs him. <laughs> Uh, so he uh, he joined the British Army during the first. Mm, Why is it, what is this? Like, is this like a mental war? illness that just searches for war? Like what is this? Uh, maybe I mean he or is got it just kind of like a, I'm just this is what I'm good at. Maybe I mean he or got like into the, the Apache War at yeah. 14, so I think he's, he's probably always ever yeah, pretty traumatized. Um, yeah, sure. and maybe he does it, and he's very skilled. Like. When he was in Sioux territory, the Sioux scouts trained him in scouting. Yeah. When he was in the Apache Wars, the American scouts trained him in scouting. And now he's. I mean, I guess, sure. <clears throat> so he's learned a lot about scouting, at least. I don't know. 
Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you like this podcast, you want more of it, please leave a review. That's super helpful to let others know who are searching for a podcast. And if you're new around here, we've been doing this for several years and there's plenty of episodes to check out. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Agent Garbo. It was a guy who went to the government uh, during World War Two and was like, hey, let me be a double agent and they were like, no, and then he was like, well, I'm gonna and so uh, he kind of went off on his own did the thing and it's also got some crazy details about World War Two about how the US used inflatable tanks to trick Germany all kinds of fun stuff, uh, but if you want to go check that out, you can but thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. <laughs> and look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, it's that time of year again, which means every night you wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold, and so you get a bunch of blankets, and then you wake up a couple hours later, and you're burning up. So you take all the blankets off and repeat the cycle all night long. Well, I got good news for you. Miracle Made has the solution. Miracle Made has silver-infused fabrics that are inspired by NASA that makes the sheets thermoregulated, and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So if you need to be cooler, it helps keep you cooler. If you need to be warmer, it helps keep you warmer. And it's that same silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, which means these sheets stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than traditional bed sheets. So no more growth odors. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today and whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. But yeah, I think he's addicted to it. Maybe I don't maybe. know. It's a thrill seeker thing. Like there wasn't skydiving yet. Like if yeah. you're a thrill person, you have to go try to get shot at. <laughs> Alex is writing it down. You haven't said anything yet. And Alex I, is I, like, I'm gonna write. I was gonna do the. <clears throat> Yeah, I went skydiving. I went frontline finding. <laughs> that's what I was great. That's all. That's a good line. That's not I a like bad that. one. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> Write this down, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyways, so he he got in this first Madibly War, um, and served the war, whatever it warred and it ended and uh, uh, life went on. He's living in in uh, South Africa. Yeah, joins what's called the Shangani patrol. Um, and so basically it was like a security agency in South Africa. And so sure. he does that for like a few militia. years. Yeah, and then he becomes an explorer. I mean, he, he does some random stuff, but then there's the second Madibly war. Uh, so okay, so he reenlists gets involved in that war and in that war <clears throat> he becomes like a war hero. Um, he uh, single-handedly with the help of one other person. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he, he and one other person. He and one other person. Who had no hands. 
brilliant military mind, but didn't have the hands to do the job, you know? Yeah, he just directed his steps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and a guy who ate a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they assassinated the leader of the Matabales. Oh. Um, <clears throat> and so because of this, He's a hero. Yeah, he was he was a big time hero, uh, and so uh, the British now love him, and they're big fans of him. He gets all these commendations and whatever, sure. um, and he's like, "Sweet, Brits love me. I, I had a good tour in South Africa. Yeah, the war is over." Guy, right? <laughs> and he was looking for other war, but there was no war. How's he hearing about this stuff? Just like what is it? The Facebook group? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there. I'm Called sure the there war was, room. I'm sure there was like a pen pal group you could be a okay. part of. It's like tell me where war is. Yeah, but there was it, it was a drought. There was a a, a downturn. It was a, a bear economy for wars, and this, <laughs> but it was a bull economy for gold because there was the Klondike gold rush, and so he's like, well, that's close, and so he's like, I'm sure there's some people who will need killing there. <laughs> <laughs> During the gold rush? Yeah, so he went to Alaska, which is where the Klondike gold rush happened, <laughs> and he had very little luck there. Uh, was there shortly and got news of the Spanish-American War, and he's like, oh, sweet. Oh, perfect. Let me run down to that. It's in Cuba, <laughs> but by the time he gets How there, is he getting, you know? Well, I mean, I think at this point in his career, he's made enough of a name of himself where any of the allied nations are like, oh, yeah, go get that one guy who's really good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, He's kind of like he's kind of like you know in Star Wars Battlefront two when you're doing well and then you get a Jedi. I don't. Did you never play Star Wars Battlefront? I've never seen a Star Wars anything. I know you haven't seen a Star Wars, but you never played. You're saying you you're, think that I, saying, you think that I, a person who's never seen a Star Wars film, yeah, but I, I'm just saying would you, have spent time playing the Star Wars video game. I'm saying you as a millennial. Yeah. Uh, you were alive. Sure. You were a youth in I the was, PlayStation 2 era. When I era. was 14, I joined the war. <laughs> All right. So I don't know what you did. No, 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 no. If you were a youth in the PlayStation 2 era, it doesn't matter if you liked Star Wars or not. You at some point had to have played Star Wars Battlefront. One of your friends had to have had it and you had to go over there and they'd be like, hey, you want to play Battlefront? Did you have friends? I did. Did you have? I don't understand. All my friends were mathletes, so we were cool. <laughs> we didn't play your dumb games. I just can't wrap my mind around. Like, I, it's 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 disappointing enough that you haven't seen any Star Wars, but it's it's a whole other level that you haven't played Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. What else is disappointing you? Tim, why don't you... Hmm. Instead of attacking me, why don't you share? Jaren, you took two and a half semesters of psychology. (laughs) Use I statements. All right. I hate this episode. <laughs> so he goes down to Cuba. So he, he goes to Cuba. Here's the thing about the Spanish American war is it lasted three months. So by the time he gets there, it was over. It took him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. This is what I asked you idiot is that he took three months to get from Alaska to Cuba. Well, no, how was no, no, he getting there is what no, I'm saying. No, 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 I understand that. I, I understand that people in Cuba were like, hey, let's get that. Uh, let's get Frederick. Let's, let's yeah, get so old, someone old dead Fred down here, whatever they call him, right? <laughs> But I was saying, how is he? Is he just wagging his way over? I mean, he's got to be. That's the only way to go. Okay, then, then you should have no said wagon. Uber. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, he instead but, of being like it's current whenever Jedi nerd stuff. <laughs> instead, we're all, and I was asking, how did he get there? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> he. He, so he gets somebody there. Somebody wrote over. him a letter. But, He's like, shoot. But that's the thing is like the war started. Someone was like, oh, send Frederick a letter. He would love to be a part of this. And it takes <laughs> three months to get the letter <laughs> there. To get it to Alaska. And then for him to ride down to Cuba from Alaska. Yeah. It's a long trip. That was before the Panama Canal. And so he had to go <laughs> through the country. He gets there and it's over. And Theodore Roosevelt in his memoirs actually wrote about how he was disappointed that Frederick missed out on that war. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
And standing in the carnage, I just thought, I wish that old Freddie was here. I wish Freddie was here to see this. As I planted the American flag of victory, I couldn't help but be remiss that my pal Frederick Burnham was not there. So then he goes back up to Alaska to rejoin the Klondike Gold Rush. Yeah, his kids are fourteen now. <laughs> he, gets, yeah, he gets back up there and the Gold Rush is over. Yeah, hundred percent. I was gonna say you <laughs> wasted six months of your life traveling. Uh, but luckily, uh, guess what? The Brits were back at war, and this they call this one the Second Boer War. Uh, and uh, again, this war went really, really well. So well, in fact, uh, that for him. The, yeah, I don't okay. know how well it went for everyone else, but enough well enough for him at least that at the end of this war, um, he immediately got shipped off to England, uh, where he had dinner with the queen, uh, and she was like, "You're that good." Was, yeah, that was pretty early in Queen Elizabeth reign. <laughs> it was before. <laughs> I just feel like I have to clarify. <laughs> it was before Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, uh, so as dinner with the queen, uh, she's like, "Good job, uh, war. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Warren." <laughs> and uh, uh, while uh, and then she died not long after that. And the king, the new king, King Edward, was like, "Hey, the queen should have, you know, did more than just said good job." Uh, and so <laughs> the king was like, "What would you think about being king?" Wait, what? No, he didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. What? No, but he did say the queen uh, should have done more. You know, <laughs> he did give him uh, did uh, get knighted? the distinguished service order, which is the second highest military decoration. The for, penultimate, if you will. <laughs> no, that's the second lowest. Oh, it's not the second greatest. Well, it's second. It, what's it's second not, greatest? Penultimate just means the second to the last. So that doesn't mean or anyway. Um, last is the bottom. Oh, okay, I'm done. Okay. Uh, all right. Whatever, man. I'm going to teach um, you English. He also I'll, if I need if you need help learning, I can call Miss Rutledge, my elementary yeah, school teacher. Let's call her. Who? All right. We can patch her in. We got the the headphone jack. Patch okay. her in. Let's bring her in. Uh, all right. I don't know her first name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. That's inappropriate to know your teacher's first name. He also uh, was promoted to major in the British Army. Okay. Um, and the king made his rank permanent, so he could never be less major. Um, and so uh, that made him the most decorated American soldier in Great Britain. Uh, wow. <laughs> so uh, also he was pretty decorated in the US. Like he had earned a lot of medals and stuff like that. Sure. While all this is happening, um, there was a guy who got very, uh, I don't know what a, the right word is for this, like interested um, or, or looked up to maybe looked up to is the better word for it. Uh, looked up to Burnham. Oh, okay. Um, because he was like, he was like this guy, he, he gets it. <clears throat> yeah. He knows how to scout. <laughs> yeah. Um, they met in South Africa for a moment. Like they were like in passing. Yeah. Yeah. He sold him a Klondike bar. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, like they they met. They were friends. Uh, uh, Frederick Freddie taught him how to woodwork. The weird little side thing. Sure. Um, but it made an impact on him, and he really looked up to him. He's like, he's like, this is the model of what every boy in America should strive to be. That person is Robert Baden Powell, who founded the Boy Scouts. Okay. All right. All and right. And so uh, he founded the Boy Scouts, and then like was pretty public about like he's like the model. This for is this. after Frederick. Yeah, you're supposed to become Freddie, which that is like in our <laughs> second. I was in the Boy Scouts for a second and I dropped out um, mostly because like the second one they were like, you got to kill everybody. And I was like, like if you're free, if you have free time, you need to go to war and like, okay, we're going to do some Pinewood Derby stuff and then on Tuesday we kill <laughs> and you're like, Whoa, guys. This is aggressive. I mean, I'm for it. Sure, but this is I just love. I love the picture of like a suburban, like forty-something-year-old dad yeah. with male pattern baldness. Yeah, and his scouts. Like, All right, guys. Let's. Uh, well, I don't know how, how that design's going to work. You know, it's a. It's you know not very aerodynamic. You know, and I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about you, Chubbers. Right, and so. Uh, but on Tuesday we kill. <laughs> You're like, whoa, Brian, that's so aggressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they they form. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> 
<laughs> they formed a very strong friendship after this because yeah. Russell found out about it. You know, Freddie, I was like, were you with the Boy Scouts? No, I was a, a Royal Ranger. I was in the yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was in the unsaved <laughs> Royal Rangers, and I had like the uniform and everything. Were you? Did you do Boy Scouts? Yeah. I forget uh, you had a mic. I thought you were going to nod at me when you said yes. I was like, oh. <laughs> it like spooked you. You're like, why yeah, do I hear him bit, so well? A little bit. I was like, whoa, geez, okay. Uh, <laughs> did you get? You have the uniform and everything. <clears throat> yeah. What was I'm your right. highest badge or rank? Like, what's that? I don't know how Boy Scouts work. I was actually the most decorated Boy Scout <laughs> in Britain. <laughs> Do you know that? That's real. You can Google that. Okay. What were you? Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout. What were you? You're an Eagle Scout. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time you did it. No, shut up. Yeah. Do you still practice? <laughs> <laughs> Not a doctor. Jeez, dude. Do you still practice? I think we, you and I, have to get on proud of our Eagle Scout bumper stickers. That's a really good point. Yeah, I we think do. We definitely we, do. We've made too many Boy Scout of America jokes for you to just never bring up. By the way, by the way, I'm an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Eagle Scout. Have you said that to us before? I don't actually know. Maybe. Do you not promote that? You should have. We should have a T-shirt for him. <laughs> yeah, we need to make a Tillin T-shirt that says "I'm proud of my Eagle Scout." Yeah. <laughs> We did a whole radioactive (laughs) Boy Scout episode and you didn't mention it. I mean, you didn't give me a mic. Oh, Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the people listening to this are going to be very confused because we're cutting his audio. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I'm not even recording this one. Eagle Scout. That's ridiculous. Okay. Wow. Well, (sighs) I didn't do that much. Yeah, I I wasn't. How many people were killed? Eagle Scouts never tell. Yeah, Eagle Scouts. <laughs> we never kill and tell. <laughs> okay, so so this is who is based after. That's yeah, did you know that the whole time then. No. Oh wow, uh, some Eagle Scout you are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's pretty sad. I know who started the Royal Rangers. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was God. Of course, it was God. <laughs> this so this episode sucks. <laughs> Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. If you like our show, make sure you follow us on social at Tillin Podcast or subscribe anywhere where you're listening to right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And if you want more, uh, we do have a Patreon you can support us on. Uh, In there, you get all sorts of perks like ad-free episodes, early access to our content, and even a Discord with our hosts and producers. Uh, So we'd love for you to check that out. All you got to do is text Tillin to 66866. That's Tillin to 66866. But thanks again for checking us out. All right. What else is there? To talk so about? Freddie, so Freddie and this guy became really good friends, right? Um, such good friends that when Freddie died, there's a mountain in Southern California that's named after the Boy Scout guy, uh, Robert Baden Powell. Oh, they named the mountain next to him after Freddie, which is oh, just wow. pretty adorable. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know in Georgia how there's like two <laughs> Waffle Houses across the street from each other. <laughs> You know, this is this is gonna be a little more of a local reference. You know how in Springfield there's those two come and goes across the street from each other. I want them to name one Jim and one Tim, just across the street. Two come and goes. I mean, I don't see what's stopping you from just getting the like "Hello, my name is" tags and just slapping them on each. It's true. We could do that. That come and go. Year. And that would that would be such a beautiful tribute to our that would our be version. that would be yeah. And then there's a Lowe's right next door to those two come and goes, and that's where we put Alex's name tag because apparently that's yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah but they uh, they're uh, they had like I guess they were pen pals or something, and so all their letters <laughs> were actually like in a like vault. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. I uh, display case, a like a time, museum, a time like capsule. A, oh, and it expired, so those were open recently, and uh, everyone understood how good of friends they were because they got to read their pen pal stuff, yeah. which was just their group chat, <laughs> which is like, oh yeah, people <laughs> going through the group chat for sure. Um, so uh, 
despite Freddie being like super decorated like war hero sure. and like the Boy Scouts being made in his honor and Theodore Roosevelt really liking fighting war with I him. I thought the Boy Scouts were made were modeled after Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was modeled after Freddie Russell. Um, I mean, he looked up to him. Oh, really? Yeah. The, this That like whole era of like man's man, like they wanted to be Freddie Russell. Like he was, he was, he really was, you joked about it but he was the John Wayne before John yeah. Wayne. So anyways, <clears throat> um, despite all of this, uh, he was never very wealthy. Like you would think this guy was very decorated. Like he probably figured out like how to be wealthy, but no, they didn't have like a public speaking circuit back then. Like <laughs> could have become an influencer. <laughs> like that stuff wasn't around. And yeah. so just follow me on the pony express uh, <laughs> at <laughs> Frederick R. Burnham. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a I'm a Twitter Blue subscriber, so you know I'm real. <laughs> you know, I'm eight gold pieces a month. Um, but towards the end of his life, uh, on November 1920, in November 1923, uh, near Carson, California, which was where he spent most of his youth in California. Um, uh, he, back in he moved back there after he like retired from Warren and stuff. Um, <laughs> And uh, I don't know what he was doing, uh, but somehow just digging a hole on his property struck oil. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, established what would become the Burnham Exploration Company, uh, which was an oil syndicate. So that, all of a sudden he was very rich at the end of his life. Yeah, involved him and his son and a couple other investors that he knew. Um, and eventually, uh, and that had paid out over in the first 10 years of his operation, $10.2 million uh, in dividends to him and uh, uh, wow. his, his people, which is uh, 120 something million dollars now. Yeah, let's actually see uh, 19 20 10.2 million. Uh, it would be worth. Yeah, 151.3 million dollars yeah. today. Yeah, I, mean, uh, so, I was really close. I mean, like I'm, you know, I know, so fine, he, I know financials. Shut up. Uh, so he got super duper rich, like all uh, of a sudden, very quick. Just yeah, yes. very quick out of nowhere. Um, and uh, his that's family, why I run my apartment complex. I'm always digging. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think there's oil under this pool? <laughs> there's no oh, water no. in it, anyways. There's bodies down. There. Whose body is this? <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> Documentary. It's a callback. Uh, <laughs> Where do you think fossil fuels come from? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So that's that's Freddie uh, Douglas. Here's the thing, though. The whole reason I brought this guy up is because <laughs> of this total other thing. <laughs> I told you oh, all this. Really? This is all backstory. Uh, <laughs> this is where the story starts. He died. And then his body was passed around for 80 years. <laughs> he died and every Eagle Scout gets to be. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah, let's see where you're taking that thought. I started it and I was like, I should have. I should have finished. This. Okay, that's great. Every they get Eagle to wear his skin. <laughs> so this is the whole reason I brought this guy up. Uh, it's because he was a part of a <laughs> psychopathic scheme. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, and so in, 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 in <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so excited about this. Uh, so what? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me let me get the date up. Um, so in 1910, uh, burn him. Uh, was contacted by a a guy in the U.S. who had this crazy idea. Uh, a little backstory about what's happening right now. There is a beef shortage um, because at that point in history. Did you hear that? Hear what? You heard it. What was it? It sounded like a phone ringing or something like anyway. Okay, so a beef shortage. Yeah, there was a beef shortage and it was it was because of a, a couple things. Uh, one, um, there was a uh, Chicago had like a monopoly on meat packing. Okay, so all the beef went up to Chicago. They packed it and they sent it to everybody on else. trains. Yeah, or yeah, mostly trains. Um, probably, probably pretty much just trains. Um, 
And then uh, there was also just a, a natural just shortage. There wasn't a lot of cows at the moment. Sure. Which sidebar, have you ever thought about, this is uh, something my dad talks about all the time. Um, cows? Yeah. <laughs> we use a lot of those. Yep. Um, it would not be hard for us to just kind of a little too much. And then the impact that that would have because it's it's our beef. What are you talking about? To what? Oh, too much. Like to to create a like cow recession where like we're we're, we're low on cows, we run out mm-hmm. because like think about like how much just an, any average steakhouse goes through in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, to where if we just a little consume just a little too much, then we're out of milk, which means we're out of like any baked good. Um, and then we're also out of anything that needs cow meat. It is a pretty big impact economically. Mm-hmm. Burger King would die. Sure. Well, maybe not Burger King, but it'd be a pretty big economic cows. Your cows dad brings control up a lot? the economy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cows control the economy. Do, and we don't. And does your dad consider the environmental impact of the, the farming needs that have been uh, put together in order to meet the meat supply? Well, yeah, yeah. There's obviously a lot that goes into it. But the point is, if if you, know who wouldn't if be you want to destroy the country, you kill know who the wouldn't cows. be affected. Who? Brahms. <laughs> God dang it! I hate you. Brahms Mega <laughs> you Farm. You and you, you and your excitement for the Brahms, Brahms Mega Brahms. Farm is Sorry, just like Brahms. It's just too much. Is that still yeah, your name? You on know, Discord? when I die, I want a mountain named after me, and the one next to me named Brahms Mega Farm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever, man. You just name the Brahms after you, not the. That's a good idea too. Okay. Anyways, so this guy, this this Louisiana congressman was like, I have a solution that actually is a two uh, kill two birds with one stone solution because here in Louisiana right now we have a problem. Uh, there is a uh, water high end synth problem, which is <laughs> <laughs> he messed up the word, not you. <laughs> yeah, that was a direct quote. Yeah, that was a direct quote. <laughs> he says he says there's an invasive species flower that is uh, covering our lakes and rivers. So that way the water can't flow because it's like a lily pad and the fish are eating it and it's poisonous to them. So it's killing all of our fish, making our our waterways toxic and then also making it to where they're not flowing properly. It's a big issue and they're trying to to solve it. So he's thinking and so he says we don't have cows uh, or we don't have enough beef. We have the this this species species of flower that's causing a lot of problems. Sure. We also in Louisiana have all these bayous of just unused land. And so he says, here's what we need. He says, we need cows for bayous. We need bayou bacon. That's what he called it. And so he says, what if because he didn't know where bacon came from? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And so he says, he says, what if we went and we got a bunch of hippos and we brought them to the U.S. and started farming hippos in Louisiana. Whoa, okay. <laughs> and just sold those and made that like as much of an American staple as beef is right now. So we could have been eating hi- hippo hamburgers? Yeah, hippo burgers maybe. And he said, he said, he said, there's a couple roadblocks we have to get over. And he said, probably the biggest one people is- People don't want to eat hippo yeah, people Probably the biggest hippos. one is hippo meat doesn't taste great. <laughs> And so he said, and did he need- talk like that? Like he's telling a ghost story at a campfire? <laughs> what are you like? What if? I I only assume we had to have. <laughs> and here's what we do. Here's the solution to the high incense. We bring in some hippopotamuses. Hippopotami. <laughs> and we bring them down to Lozana. <clears throat> That's what you're going for. That's what. So he has this congressional hearing, and he says, "He says if I'm going to convince anybody to he vote says this for in this, Congress, we have like transcripts of this." Though. Yeah, he's like, he's like, if we're, he's like, if we're, if I have any hope of this passing, he says, I need an expert witness to come and, and say to, hippos taste say good. hippos taste great. And so he says, "Who do I know who has been around?" He's hippos? trying to get this guy to be a LeBron James endorsement, <laughs> right? Where he comes in, and he goes, "Well, as for me and my house, we love hippo meat." <laughs> Ka-chow, you know, and so he finds the two guys he knows that were close to hippos once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all see hippos. It's a so calls Fritz Dukens, who okay. was a boar, uh, 
and who was a boar. Yeah, and not like not like not like the kind of boar we hit with your car. Uh, different kind of boar. Okay. Uh, and and then obviously Freddy. Frederick. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about Fritz and Fred. Um, <laughs> they hated each other. Oh, Fritz and Fred were on opposite sides of the Second Boer War, and. Oh. They were literally the war heroes for both their sides. Wow. And okay. they were contracted by them to kill each other. And so they've literally been trying to kill each other for years. Um, what wow, they've been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after the war, after the they war, Wiley Coyote. You're just, you're just <laughs> <laughs> me. me. <laughs> uh, no, not after the war, but during the war. And so they, they, there was a legitimate rivalry, but this congressman uh, paid them a royalty check to come show up and to this Congress hearing. Our love for hippopotamuses is what brings us together. <laughs> no matter our differences, and there are a lot, we love <laughs> hippo meat. When I was in the savannah and I was eyeing Fritz through the scope of my rifle, the one thing that united us was hippo. And that's why we're here. Like clearly one of them read the script beforehand <laughs> here today. Hippos taste good and we should eat them in the United States. Shake hands. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we like hippos. What if we laid two mountains next to each other after the two of us? No, don't do that. Uh, I don't think we should do that. Okay, so so they showed up and they were like, yeah, we've work, both right? had hippo. And it's delicious. And everybody in Congress was like, "Oh, well, if it's delicious, well, well, it yeah. seems like a great idea." So they began working out the logistics. And uh, Fred went on like a campaign tour around the United States, talking about how great hippo tastes. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, just go to different like roll up in a town pharmacies. No one, no one knows you're coming." <laughs> hey guys. Have you ever uh, had hippo? Uh, walking into CVS, just like I'm here to talk about hippo meat. <laughs> Anybody here want to learn about how good hippo tastes? Gather round, <laughs> gather round. I've got some word. <laughs> come on, come all. Oh my gosh! Um, so they began working out the logistics of getting all the hippos here. They started figuring out where they were going to get them from in Africa, how they're going to ship them, and finding locations in Louisiana where they're going to raise them, and literally like plotting out areas of the bayou for these hippos to graze and it to be hippo land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, disaster struck in the form of World War One, and it's so World War One's the only reason we don't have hippos in Louisiana. Yeah, actually, exactly. Um, <laughs> what? That was an unfortunate side effect of World War One, <laughs> and yeah, so it sidelined the project. This congressman ended up uh, out of Congress by the time the war ended, and so nobody was there to care about this effort, and it never got picked back up. Um, and so, uh, Louisiana, not till I run. <laughs> Louisiana has uh, remained hippo free uh, ever since. So we were this close to being a hippo country. Uh, Pretty, pretty bonkers. And uh, the question is, how much would that take off? Because you're right. If if this did become a major industry, we might have like hippo restaurants all around the U.S. Like there'd be like McDonald's type chains selling hippos. Uh, so I mean, yeah, there would definitely be one called Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> I give you the ears. They're like, who's a hippo? <laughs> Huh? Uh, so uh, and they, and for some reason, and I think it would have stuck. They were branding it as Bayou Bacon. Uh, so I think that I think that brand would have stuck. Let me go get myself some Bayou Bacon. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing, though. I mean, like, there's definitely like you know, there's there's Bison Burgers and stuff like that, and that has it doesn't really take off that much. I mean, they yeah, exist, but, but it's the, not like there's not a farming industry. The idea was to turn the Bayou into an industry because it was just empty land. Yeah, and so Louisiana was like, "What if we could make this productive?" Where where bison are, there's no, there's none of that. It's just like a some guy shot a bison and was like, "Let's go put this in our oh, restaurant." Yeah, his car, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Burnham, uh, really the most exciting thing about Burnham to me is he he's is the hippo. Is the hippo. He's the hippo king. <laughs> he's the hippo boy. Uh, and so, if it weren't for World War One, we would have hippos in the U.S. Wow, and we'd all be eating them. Um, what was World War One about? 
I don't know war. <laughs> there was like huh. some tyrants and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of overshadowed by the other one. The other uh, one's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's a bigger one. Uh, so yeah, I think a lot of people don't really know what it's about. I would guess. Do you know Alex? Yeah, Alex doesn't know, and he was an Eagle Scout. <laughs> is an Eagle Scout still is an Eagle Scout, right? Yeah. Once is that something you, uh, you never answered the question? I asked if you still practice, and you said no, or you said nothing. Here, you can. I'm never tying my shoes again. <laughs> With this guy around, <laughs> this guy's good at knots. <laughs> tie it. Let's see it, Alex. Let's see how good of a knot you can tie. Yeah, well, I mean, he's gotta, we gotta. Okay, the episode's still going. Fiddle off so he can tie my shoe. <laughs> Things alone last night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker and graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.